I'm such a friggin' genius. Okay, so ba 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 ba. Danny Trio podcast. Let's see what an intro sounds like. Okay, so Matt Holland, are you ready for Runaway Train 1985? I was born ready for Runaway Train 1985. I was, I was born a year later. <laughs> okay, so Runaway Train 1985. I don't think I'll be able to hear you all the way over there. We'll get to them once we get rolling. I'll be writing them down. Okay, so, 1985, the first official Danny Trio movie. Uh, those of us that are about to watch Danny Trio, give thanks. Thank you, Danny Trio. Okay, so. Trevor, you fucking let us down. Well, boo, basically, is all that can be said about that one. That's a that's a straight up pass from me, Runaway Train. See, Canon Films though, man. Canon Films, like they made, like American Ninja and like Happy Hooker goes to Hollywood and Death Wish, all seven Death Wishes, Death Wish I, if you will. That felt like it was seven movies long. (laughs) Straight up, fucking awful. Where do we even start with that movie? That was not a good movie, was it? It, it's just just to just to put it into proper context it has that weird human centipede problem where at the end of the movie the main character is inches away from getting the thing he strived for the entire time and thinks you know what let's just kill myself and just get it's like what <laughs> no that's not how human beings act you stupid fuck oh my god there's even a line because this dude does not stop yelling he yells like he's like he gets called an animal like you're an animal I'm worse than an animal I'm a human and like yeah you're fucking not a human though are you you're just a not even a plot point character <laughs> you literally just exist to fuck everything up and piss me off so I guess the biggest problem there was the main main characters John Voight and where did it start what's his name Eric Banner is it uh, Eric Roberts Eric Roberts yeah. Eric hey Julia can I borrow some money Roberts <laughs> Eric Roberts used to be in movies, man. Like he's, uh, he's got more IMDb credits than Tanny Trio, by the way, people. He's like 400-something. So he's up there. And he used to be on the poster for things, but now he's... Oof. He was good in The Dark Knight. He was in The Dark Knight. He, he was in The Dark Knight, yeah. But he really was, good in that. He, but then he went straight to doing straight-to-DVD talking dog movies and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, to, to have a talking dog movie instead of... <laughs> instead of that so they're both the putting shit. on these weird accents all the way through it which didn't help because yeah the I, lingo of the time was weird the accent was weird the performance was weird the fact that they were so rapey was weird yeah there's basically to, just to point out the blurb of this which is what I was so outraged about when we started like two, two escaped convicts and a female railway worker yeah why do they have to s- signify the genders there like it just seems weird like We've got to cram a woman in here somehow. So I may as well. She didn't show up until an hour into the movie. She didn't have much of an impact. She had no character. Right? She, she was, was just asleep on the train. Woman, yeah. Do you know what? Like it, it shows the sign of the time and the the framing of the movie. Like the first woman that appeared on screen is like the uh, quote unquote hot secretary, 
It's just yeah. a woman who's was sitting there doing her thing, and I was just like, "Oh well, this must be the woman of the piece." I don't think she and had it a wasn't line. Her. I don't think she had a line whatsoever. It was... She knocked on the door to get the guy when he was peeing. She gets things said about her. She's like, "Damn, Ruby, they're putting on so much makeup. <laughs> You're pretty enough already." Just to establish the fact that a she's a woman, b she's pretty, and the guy she's with is a fucking knob jockey. Drank a lot of Coca Cola. Yeah, drank a lot of Coca Cola. And then looked into in the camera, satisfied. In front of the camera. <laughs> So we start from page one thing? here. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically a dude uh, played by John, John Voight, John Voight, whose name I wrote down as Oscar Wenheim because that was what they said his name was, but they changed it to Manny halfway through. <laughs> fucking, that can't be right. That can't be right. I think I, one of us has got something wrong, and considering which of us wrote <laughs> Runaway Train, I think it's me who's right on this, and they fucked that one up too. <laughs> But um, they basically they make a big deal of the fact that he was welded into his cell. Welded into his they cell for that, three years. They use yeah. that line a bunch of times. He's welded into. His, I don't know if that's prison terminology for putting him into solitary or not, but that's like what they keep calling it. They welded him into his cell. Yeah, they, they make a they, big deal of it. And they made it sound like he was physically welded in there. Yeah, I didn't see that. And to be fair, this this prison that they're in, just to point out, they can have they have seem to have daily riots. Oh yeah, about five guards. Um, one of which is a woman who must have been fucking terrified around all these rapists and murderers. Just like, on, she's on her own with like ninety of them, just <laughs> a wire mesh screen. Like fucking Do hell. You know what? It just just occurred to me. Like it opened on a riot, didn't it? Yeah. But like it also opened on Eric Roberts going past the guys working out. Yeah. So they were having a, a big sweaty beefcake workout in the middle of a riot. <laughs> Why? It's like that's how daily and unnecessary the riots were. It's like you, you lads handle the riot. Me and Big Jim are just gonna go work on our quads for Push a bit. the iron for a bit. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so daily riots. The guards just seem inept and woefully fucking understaffed. And uh, what else would they write down about the? They were all palling yeah. around with them as well, though, weren't they? When the, when the dudes break out of prison, they basically so they just gloss over the fact that they have a. Fully equipped uh, duffel bag full of escape tools, including <laughs> bolt cutters, those little things that push iron bars apart, wrenches, grease to grease themselves up. And oh, think of why the, did the they grease. Even... They grease themselves up they and make gre- a big deal there's of it. A, there's a scene no where point. John Voight greases himself up and you get to see his arse in the moonlight. <laughs> and they don't even go through there's... any tight spaces. It's just like, why, yeah, why did he grease himself up? up? You gotta grease you grease yourself up there, kid. Yeah, he sounds like Archie Bunker when we he's yelling. We never figured out what that accent was, uh, did we? You never get me back in your cage, uh, sucker. It, it was... Uh, I think uh. we need to address the filmic problems going in here, and it does all come from the writing. Okay, so first off, you see when this thing starts, Akira Kurosawa's name up there, and you think, oh, poor Kurosawa, well, man. I know it. a thing or two about film. You know, I did AS level film. I, yeah, shit, I've watched Seven Samurai. This is gonna be a decent film, isn't it? No. <laughs> I feel sorry for Kurosawa's name has been dragged to the fucking right. Modern so one. I spent much of this movie on Wikipedia because it was much more interesting. So this was Akira Kurosawa's first step into American cinema. Oh really? Yeah. So he did actually what did actually work on it? We didn't just well, no, because. He finished his contract with the company he worked with for years and cinema in Japan was on a downward spiral and he kind of did everything he wanted to do. So it was like, well, the next stage is America, colour films, yada, yada, yada. And we did Ran Ran and Colour, beautiful thing. Red Beard, I suppose. 
but he wanted to you know cross over okay first thing he crosses over with is runaway train this which quite literal and figurative train wreck I mean you, you remember watching Rashomon yeah. you've seen Rashomon, Rashomon. It's, it's, a, it's like it's a fantastic piece of art it's not just cinema oh. art. Like, that guy invented the track and track there's so much stuff going in and there man but that applied to a, a people escaping on a train that would have been brilliant I, yeah Akira Kurosawa making use of all that white would have been fantastic but the uh, the script spent years in development hell mm. and yeah, by the time it got to get made it got picked up by a Russian guy whose name I can't pronounce Is it, oh the Golan like the, the dude directed and wrote it and he wrote it with Edward Burke who was also in it and who is a crime author who spent a lot of his time in prison a lot of his life in prison okay so that's why the dialogue was so like this is what they talk like in prison I know because I was in there but you know he was in prison a few years before this was done <laughs> so that's why they all sound like they were you know in the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> it was a lot of jive talk it was all oh, John Voight said sucker so many times oh, yeah. I never preempted it with I'm gonna get you to him and it just really pissed me off to him it seemed like sucker was just a punctuation point like for me almost yeah because I reckon like, like in, uh, in, in yeah the... I reckon in the script they, it was just like uh, John Voight's character looks to the helicopter with rage <laughs> and then like he had to fill in the dialogue he with went this... with a different direction with it John Voight tapped into this character <laughs> in this so hard but unfortunately he didn't tap into anything good <laughs> he won an award for it and he got involved in Fucking that character why? it's oh dude it's so much uh, Tropical Thunder you know um, uh, like, when Robert Downey Jr. like goes full black with the character that's exactly what was going on with John Voight in there lost himself in the role and the thing is the role wasn't that much to get lost in in the first place garbage human garbage yeah. he was he was a shitty person and everyone looked up to him like he was some kind of hero yeah was like, that was like a big point in the movie yeah. that's why uh, Eric Roberts ran away with him so he could be like his padawan of yeah. his understudy but then he never did anything to establish himself as a nice guy he not even a competent guy either he, he was succeeded from breaking out of like the worst staff understaffed prison in the world with escape tools that the guards probably cobbled together for him and gave him and like, not, reading the wiki uh, John Voight said he agreed to do it because the director said yeah, you need to play a villain like this for your you know your real your acting CVs and I did not get him as a villain at all. Like yeah. moments of, but there was also moments of him being sound, and you could argue that's like, oh, they were trying to portray both sides of the character, but they didn't, they didn't do either successful. Either one very well, though. It didn't establish himself. So I'm, I am, I am inarticulate with rage. Ed, Edward Berg is apparently very uh, popular paperback crime author, true crime author, true crime, not just a paperback crime author. He was Mister Blue in Reservoir Dogs. Uh, uh, so. the, the older dude with the moustache yeah but okay so Edward Burke real life criminal was in San Quentin for a brief time with hey, Danny Trejo what, what time did Danny Trejo show up in the film six minutes six, six minutes, minutes in, in. Okay. he breaks a window and he's probably like thinking the same as we are get me out of this movie this has got a room my career <laughs> well done yes yes and then um, <laughs> top riffsmanship he has a he has a boxing match with Eric Roberts which in real life I can't imagine would have been a very long boxing match it would have been like <laughs> okay so Wikipedia knowledge to, to the to the safe here so if you ask Wikipedia it says he showed up 
Well, if you ask Wikipedia and IMDb are our sources here, one of them says he showed up just to check in on a friend, Edward Burke, and then got discovered by a Russian director man. He says, you look pretty gnarly. Do you box? And he's like, hell yeah, I box. I was a boxing prison champion. It's like, oh shit, son, we're making a prison boxing scene. But if you ask the other source, it says there was a cocaine problem on set. Edward Burke knew Danny Trio from a, an AA program, or he knew he was clean, and he was hard oh, to sort the problem out, and he brought him in to fix it, so he wasn't around shaking people's heads. But <laughs> while he was there... They Is said, that why they fucked up the dialogue so much? They shook them that hard? <laughs> most of them. But while he was there, they was like, oh, uh, you're making a film about boxing. I, I did some boxing. It's like, oh, do you want to teach, um, <laughs> Eric, teach Eric Roberts how to do some boxing here? So they paid him a good few quid to teach him how to do some boxing. They liked <laughs> what he was doing in the ring, said... We'll just film you boxing him. Uh, and that was the beginning of his long, long career. Well, if Eric Roberts wasn't su- such a bad boxer, then Danny Trail movies may never have happened. Here so. we go, yeah. There we go. Crazy. It's a lesson to be learnt in that. Joe, you know I discovered it was also the debut movie of... Uh, Tom, Tommy Lister. Tommy Lister. It was the first movie Tommy Lister. who has got fucking hundreds of IMDb credits. You remember the president in... Um, Fifth Element. Big scary black guy with a lazy eye. No. I haven't seen the Fifth Element in a long time, so... Uh, Friday. Big scary black guy with a lazy eye on Friday. <laughs> He's basically the guy you call when you can't get Michael Clark Duncan, so, you know, his, his calendar's pretty busy. Played scary black guy and everything. Yeah, he was a, he was a professional wrestler who uh, fought Hulk Hogan under the name Zeus. And he was in Bar. You know uh, what? I over might, the top, not I over might the top. actually remember Zeus. He was, he was in that movie no with Hulk Hogan. No Hulk Bard, yes. Yes. Uh, he fought him SummerSlam in between Ultimate Warrior. He's got loads of shit. He's like great at what he does. I think I vaguely remember Zeus, funnily enough. But yes, because he had like a fucking lightning bolt shaved in the side of his head. Yeah. He did like two years of wrestling or something and then like, loads of movies. But anyway, Inept Guards. Yeah, my point was um, Eric Roberts is the laundry guy. I mean, fucking why they got that job? Who who, who can tell? They basically he basically pushes the laundry cart out through an elevator, makes friends with a guard, gives this guard a pair of Nike shoes or whatever as a bribe <laughs> to let him look the other way. And think how did the convict in this maximum security prison get hold of Nike shoes? Was it in the same place that they got the bulk cutters and the fucking escape kit from? And they, they do mention that it's a maximum security prison yeah. as well, don't they? a maximum security prison with daily riots and easy access to cool shoes yeah and he just pushes his trolley out unsupervised no guards <laughs> following him out outside the prison walls for some fucking mad reason he goes right up to the main door yeah, like, and he's like oh well I'll escape while I'm yeah, here it, there's no conflict whatsoever in that escape they just then oh, suddenly in the moments where there will be an exciting you know stealthy escape scene we just cut to John Voight's greasy ass for a second it's like ah oh, grease yourself up there kid and then the prison warden is like the bad guy of the thing they're all the bad guys of the thing apparently but... including the cast the crew and especially the music director <laughs> the synth oh, so much it's not so much synth tiny bits of synth yeah, I made a, a, a really good mystery science theatre-esque riff watching the credits like the music director is like uh because it, it, the credits open on just a train there's no music and he goes music director Trevor fucking what's his nuts <laughs> I'm like good job there Trevor but you know that's a good little phone in Trevor and during in. during the whole like movie there's virtually no music suddenly it kicks up again and I was just 
blaming Trevor for all this stuff. Weird 80s synth pop. There's two seconds of weird 80s synth, then another hour of fucking silence and train noises, then a bit more synth towards the end. Then <laughs> Vivaldi during the end credits, which he didn't even compose. You got Vivaldi in a Shakespeare quote over the end How there to make much? it seem like it was deep. How much did they pay him for that? Because I wanted that job. Uh, I would pay anything to see the original Kurosawa script because yeah. there must have been like that speech at the end must have been brilliant I mean it's not to say there wasn't some decent half decent bits in it. I kind of woke up when John Voight was shouting but I think that's more like a alarm <laughs> yeah. clock effect he was shouting about like the Eric Roberts yeah coming out of prison and getting a day job because yeah. that's the, the, the ideal and you hold on to that job like it's fucking gold there kid <laughs> Um, but even when you're there, you know you're gonna be unhappy and dealing with like a manager telling you yeah. to net spot, net spot. So you basically yeah. fucked whatever you do. That's why so many people say to stay in prison. Yeah. So the the main bad guy, quote unquote, the main bad guy, the prison warden, he is not happy that John Voight escapes so easily with uh, Spanky in in until there, which I think would have been a great psychic name yeah. for him. Spanky the rapist. I don't think I don't think um, the warden was happy with anything in his life at that <laughs> point. He seemed just miserable. But I can get making the warden the bad guy. That's fine. Uh, he didn't have to go into depths of it. That's fine. It's the fact that he shows up in the train place while the dude's trying to stop the the train boss is trying to stop the train from going off the tracks and killing a chemical plant full yeah. of people. And he doesn't like that the guy gives him lip oh, while the, he's there. The lip that this dude gives, <laughs> this over, this stressed out, overworked train guy, is just like saying, "Oh, you can't come in here and push me around." And then there's a break, a brief break, and then he goes, "I'm the devil!" Like <laughs> fucking no context whatsoever. He drowns him in a, in his own yeah. piss. He he goes for a wee, and then he shoves his head in the toilet and says, "Like, tell me where the train is." <laughs> and he goes, "Okay, this- it's over there." They're surrounded by maps. They're surrounded by... They point at the maps. You see lights on the map to show you where the train is. There's loads of other people in the room. You could have just turned around and said, yeah, mate, where's the train? They would have went, oh, it's over there, mate. But then he gets in his helicopter and climbs a ladder while the helicopter's flying over the train to jump on the plane, to to jump on the train to kill John Voight. (laughs) Even though we know at this point the train is going to crash and John Voight and Spanky the Rapist have resolved themselves to the fact the train's going to crash. No, Spanky the Rapist is climbing out alongside the train trying to get it stopped. He gives up halfway. He gives up halfway, climbs back, and John Voight won't let him back in. He's like, no, get out there, Spanky, get away. The thing is, Spanky the Rapist, we're not just calling him that because, you know, it's a funny name and prisons, ha ha ha, rape happens there. No, part of his dialogue, he admits he committed statutory rape statutory on a rape so it could have been worse and you know yeah that's pretty fucking bad it's he kind of deserves to die we're not meant to we shouldn't really be taking this guy seriously as our hero is I could have I could have like argued a case for like well statutory rape you don't know the situation you don't know how old he was when he did it he was in there a while but then the first time the female character yeah. appears in that train a female fir- railway worker which I think was what she was a, a name in the script because <laughs> has that much impact on it the first line out of Spanky the Rapist like, how would you like a good fucking <laughs> it's just like oh hey let's 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 just rape you right yeah. now and but they then get she... weirdly attached for no, yeah, yeah. no dialogue that explains all then she's very adamant connect. that she that John Voight lets Spanky back in the train yeah very very adamant she comments on how brave he is going out there in the first place she tries to save his life like twice 
when they're having the little scrap in the, in the train <laughs> office and stuff it's just because he he's so innocent in the whole thing like not the but the, the role like the way he looks the way he acts it, it is very he's basically trying to portray um, John Voight's retarded Lenny from yeah. Mice and Men sidekick and they shouldn't have really said oh he committed statutory rape on a 15 year old it's you know that's it though like, I reckon um, the writer was trying to give it edge but he gave it so much edge there was nothing to hold on to ooh that's a good oh, point that's a name. really that's good line, yeah yeah you couldn't we should really me. edit out the uh, congratulatory backslap oh that's a really good point yeah well done yeah. we are so clever we am the cleverest I think we deserve to be patted on the back for sitting through that because yeah. it was not a good movie it was not fun it there was, was not enjoyable uh, possibly the highlight of it for me the bit where the big bad warden man is coming down and oh he sends one of his mates down the, the ladder of the helicopter and that shot is literally seems to be four or five hours long of this helicopter slowly descending towards the train inch by inch cutting back to the train uh, the, the cockpit of the train then back to the helicopter then back to the train then the helicopter this goes on <laughs> back and forth forever and then the guy just like gets right to the window twats his head on the window and falls into the train <laughs> all that build up like if, there's, if that was a comedy um, that would have been gold you know you know what the, the absolute worst thing about this is someone literally died for that shot whoa yeah a helicopter went down filming that oh my <laughs> yeah yeah not figuratively someone literally died trying to get now I feel kind of bad for ripping on it so much but at the same time you know it was a bad shot make a better movie yes. <laughs> yeah the, the director did not have anything big after that ever again <laughs> I think he had to go back to Russia <laughs> He was, the kicker is he's not even from Russia he's just a dude from Detroit like hey we're gonna make this film gonna be no sorry we're kicking you into Siberia what no no into the cockpit of the train he's gone to the, we never hear to his the name with you. to this day he's toiling away in some snow farm in Siberia and he's, sort of, he's reached the point of resignation he's like oh you know what like Raskalnikov at the end of <laughs> Crime and Punishment you know what I'll get do my time I did a bad thing I deserve this punishment when oh, I come out I'll be a better God. man for Our it. critique of this movie is so much cleverer than anything that <laughs> happened in the whole movie oh, I'm amazed my brain switched itself on because I was sitting there like trying to stay awake going oh my god I'm not got anything anything funny to say about this <laughs> Everyone's got, the internet is going to see through my perfectly crafted facade to the desperately insecure terrified person that I am <laughs> I'm thinking oh my god this, it's, it's built up so much in my head the only yeah. upside to this whole thing is it's made me want to watch Kira Kurosawa movies again because I used to be heavy into that yeah. stuff, man. But I'd um, watch Russian Man again. That's really funny. Yeah, I, I got distracted by you know bullshit comic book movies and there was some then then they took off in a pretty big way and is then it? became good comic book movies. That's the, that's the thing. I need though, to get I back into proper movies. Is movies. the reason why we hate this movie so much because it was genuinely boring and poorly written and poorly constructed? Yeah. Or have we just been spoiled by? exciting movies. good movies and maybe it's, there's something in here that we're just not seeing it's something you see every now and again like the ball breaker of it is there was a good movie under the surface there. yeah it had so much potential I thought there was a lot of they could have worked with maybe if they'd have spent less time doing these uh, horrible establishing tracking shots of just helicopters yeah. descending and long endless endless shots of the same train in the same environment forever and ever they could have got some decent dialogue and character interaction in there but well, that's the thing like, Edward 
Edward Bear. We call him Edward Bear because his name's Edward Bunker. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and edit all of that again. Fuck y'all, y'alls. But uh, he didn't really get, get much written. What did he get done? He got four things done. Oh no, based on a novel by. So. That's something I guess. Uh... He's, the only screenplay he's got is Runaway Train, actually. Oh no. Uh, yeah slash screenplay so he wrote the screenplay of his own books for Animal Factory which is not bad it's um you know that kid from the first Terminator movie John Connor did he play John Connor yeah yeah. it's about like him 20 something like uh, gets caught with weeds but he can't get away around so he has to go to a big boy prison <laughs> and it's like this really nice unsettlingness all the way through it Danny Trio's on that so we'll get to that oh, we'll yes. get to the 2000s no spoilers it's not that. fantastic it's like an okay movie it's got a um, Tom Arnold playing a great rapist just a great, <laughs> just a great rapist and like, I've got a lot of time for Tom Arnold we'll get to that when we get to the 2000 period <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's uh, but he also did Doggy Dog which only came out last year which was not great so he's still that working was Nick Cage then. and Will Dafoe no he's dead now alright yeah so we can't that, come that back was, and get us that was this. novel by because I was kind of vaguely concerned that he may come back and haunt us for this nope we're safe is there anything else we can actually say about that movie? Um, go through the notes. Why would they have a woman guard in this scary old male prison? That's the gendering I'm concerned about. That was a riff I was going to do, but that just kind of got lost in the... That's, before, that's when I was young and carefree. Before. <laughs> I was 20 years old when this movie started. Huh? Ancient now. Uh, damn girl, you pretty enough. We've done that. Uh, oh yeah, my favourite John Voight line in this movie is brilliant. It is um, it's one of those things where uh, you, it's just a character explaining his motivations in the most passionate way possible, <laughs> and the line is, "I'm at war with the world and everyone in it." Oh yeah. I mean, imagine like that being yelled in his scary fucking Archie Bunker voice. <laughs> I'm at war with the world and everyone in it. He was just an angry man, wasn't uh, he? Like we never discussed any of the um, the origins of this anger or institutionalised. They don't really discuss his crimes that much. They no. mentioned they, they did a few things about he robbed some banks and it's like, oh, he's a bad man. Well, then. apparently he was a. Uh, I read this. We love our banks, don't we? I, I read this somewhere that he was going to be um, a a murderer, but. Uh, apparently the director thought that the prisoners wouldn't look up to a murderer they'd look up to a bank robber <laughs> yes they'd which, look up to a fucking murderer yeah. depends on who he murdered it makes more, yeah exactly it depends on who he murdered it would make more sense cause make him the statutory rapist there we go make him the rapist and then oh he's, there we go we've got a reason to despise him a bit they probably the prisoners wouldn't have liked him as much but that's not a bigger deal as they thought it was going <laughs> to yeah. be it doesn't need it was, they didn't totally need to unnecessary. That, like, that movie would have been the same without any of that yeah. like oh he's the king of prison the, the big question is is it a good Danny Trio movie it was what we're here what you're here to see yeah yeah so I think he didn't really have as much of an impact as he as he could have done but that's only because he was literally on it just a box for a bit and smash a window that's like there was nothing he could have done this, uh, he wasn't like integral to the story or anything he was just kind of he there. wasn't even an actor there he was an extra who got bunged up and up he didn't even start as an extra he's like a behind scenes to an extra to a he was credited named in the, credits in the so. credits as boxer so it wasn't really a, so no he doesn't have any dialogue he doesn't really he's not on screen that much so it's hard to hard to really categorise it as a Danny, as a yeah, Danny Trejo movie so really bad Danny Trejo movie because not enough Danny Trejo yeah. <laughs> bad movie because it was a bad movie yeah it's not enjoyable and at all not even 
enjoyable because it was bad so that's three bads yeah. <laughs> I don't even give this a single machete out of five. Oh, oh wow maybe a machete handle that no. breaks off the <laughs> maybe a machete that's so poorly constructed that it breaks off and you only got the handle left and the handle's made out of fire and AIDS needles okay that's uh, that's that um, pretty much summed up don't watch I, that movie don't I recommend say, it to anyone I think if you're gonna ask for my opinion on this movie it's quite established at the moment I loved it <laughs> always the controversial <laughs> I one. bought I bought the t-shirt of this movie well thanks Danny Trio um, good effort thank you Danny Trio for you'll, trying you'll get him next time let's have a look what's up next for Danny Trio sing the theme song while I look for what it is what the the Danny Trio theme song make it up do we, have a, do we have a I was singing Runaway Train but I can't remember who's who uh, who's actually sang that originally I thought it was Billy Joel but I think I'm wrong on that Danny Trio podcast <laughs> what I've got I don't even think of a rhyme nothing rhymes with podcast nothing rhymes with podcast pod smashed slob Pest. Lobster bash. Okay, so up next we've got Penitentiary 3. We're going back to prison. <laughs> They're putting us back in that cage. Oh, it's got boxing gloves on the poster. Here we go. Okay, Penitentiary 3, 1987. A man is framed for murder and sent to prison. He is beaten and tortured and then forced to fight the prison's worst killer, a martial arts fighter, Midget. Whoa, that sounds amazing. <laughs> that says midget, right? I might as well yeah. my dyslexia kick it in here. Okay, <laughs> Martial no. arts fighting midget called Thud. Okay. I'll be damned. Yeah, all right. No, I'm that... on board. Yeah. This seems great. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I can't see any names in there either, so... Yeah, all right. Dinatrio, like, in the top five? Nope. Names. Oh, God, no. <laughs> he is nowhere. He's going to be unnamed boxer yeah. again. Oh. Work is work, I suppose. Podcast number three, Penitentiary Three. Let's, YouTube uh, nil. <laughs> Us nil. Yeah. Saying through that. <laughs> okay, thanks, Danny Trio. Thank you, Danny Trio. Thank you, Internet.